30 and Nerdy Podcast is presented by Advertising Expressions. With so many ad specialties available, there is a huge opportunity for professionals like yourself to boost ROI and leave a lasting impression with your customers. Our mission is to help you create long-lasting relationships with your clients through the power of promotional products by getting your name in front of as many people as possible for as long as possible. We can help you today. Call Advertising Expressions, the place that the nerds use, at 423-586-3270. Ask for Zach and tell them the 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome back to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, the Duke of Nerds, the Sweet Tea of the Nerdy South, Tyler Mack, and joined by my co-host, the Juicy One. He's freshly squeezed. He's your doctor of nerdonomics, Dr. Davis. What's up, Doc? Oh, you you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. How you been, man? No, man, I'm doing pretty great. Enjoying summer break. Cool. How about you? Are you have you recovered? From the from, house and the mouse? Uh, kind of. I've been more tired than like I thought I would be coming back. Like I'm sleeping fine, but like I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's a tired that you don't really understand, and I guess until you've experienced it. And I guess even Disney has its different levels of tired. There's like <laughs> the 20-year-olds who go without kids and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, we get to go to Disney and ride whatever we want, whenever we want. Lines aren't a problem. Heat's not a problem. You know. And, and you end up walking like 14 miles. Yeah. We, I've uh, done that. Each day we were... Uh, I have an app that has motivated me to, to get steps more. Uh, and I learned about it from our dear friend Padawan J at the ODPH, Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. It's Fantasy Hike. And basically it's... Uh, an app that tracks your steps, but it's all set up like you're on the journey to Mordor. Mm-hmm. I've, I've so heard about this. It's uh, it's really cool. Um, I've, I've checked it every day since I got it. And it's like, after I'm done walking for a certain, like if it senses that you're done walking for a certain period of time, I'll say, this is your last and this is your total. This is, you know, since I downloaded it uh, a few weeks ago, just in time for Disney, I've walked almost 100 miles. Nice. Just in the last few weeks. So, so, so if you don't make it all the way to Mordor, does it stop and say like you have made it to? Yeah, yeah. Like Isengard or yeah, like right Australia. now. I'm at ninety-seven point nine, and I am currently in the ancient forest. I just had dinner with what would have been Farmer Magnet Maggot, and now we are entering the ancient forest. I'm okay. guessing getting near the Barrow Downs. Barrow Downs. Yes. Then you'll be at Tom Bombadil's, Tom Bombadil's house. house. Yes. Nice. Uh, so it's really cool. I highly recommend it if you're a fantasy fan and a nerd and uh, like to walk or need to get to walking. So 
Uh, it's it's definitely a little bit more motivation, but I am getting back to somewhat of less tired. Um, but I got back into work. Uh, we're we're converting this this loft area at work into like my office slash recording studio for recording purposes for like TikToks and YouTube and it's just some cool stuff coming down the pike. Um, for Tennessee Legend Distillery. Uh, we just released a salted caramel uh, or a kettle corn whiskey. Um, and this time next week, we will have released our Tennessee Wildman vodka, which is basically just a rebrand of our vodka. And we are playing on the whole Tennessee Wildman, which if you do not know what that is, uh, it's the it's what we here in Tennessee, another nickname we have for Sasquatch. So or Bigfoot. Um, and then hopefully within the next couple of weeks, we'll have a root beer float creamer. There's some that are going into the vault. There's some new stuff coming down the pipeline. Just a lot going on at TLD, uh, one of our, our gracious sponsors, and a lot going on at with tons of our other sponsors like Encore Theatrical. Uh, we're we're gearing up for a closing weekend of Hello Dolly. Uh, it's it's a great show. Uh, it's it's had great audiences, great comments and a lot of talk on facebook about it which is always nice to hear um and and i'll be the first to say like it feels like and you'll understand this it feels like an old encore show that's what uh, it feels like yeah it's the it, Good. it feels like an old encore show kind of like that first moment of like wow this is what it what it was what it's supposed to be um and and props to candace and the rest of the team for for getting it to that and it's a fantastic uh cast and crew uh and of course our, our dear friends at oeb law uh they've got some cool things going on uh they're going to be partnering with us at fanboy expo uh for uh a lot of fun we're going to be uh partnering up and heading up the cosplay contest again yeah uh, a lot of a lot of excitement it's going to be a lot of fun they currently have a a sweepstakes like giveaway at uh, going on right now, and if you go to uh, OEB Law on Instagram or Facebook, uh, you can enter to win uh, passes to the 2023 Fanboy Expo. And here to talk a little bit about who all is going to be at Fanboy Expo is the doctor himself. So, who all are we going to get to see? Holy cow. The question is, who are you not going to get to see? Because there's so many huge guests, mm -hmm. uh, a headliner guest, you might say, and one that I am personally the most excited about, the one and only Kevin Smith. Yes. Um, and also joined by Jason Muse. We're going to have Jay and Silent Bob under the same roof. You've got an opportunity to get autographs, Take a photo with them. Kevin's mm -hmm. going to be doing a panel uh, Saturday night, I think, right after uh, the right after uh, the cosplay contest, sometime yeah. around there. So hopefully we'll cross paths with Kev uh, yeah. at that point. Um, so the huge, huge Lord of the Rings reunion. Another mm -hmm. thing I'm stoked about because Lord of the Rings is a super big deal to me. So we've got Sean Astin, Billy Boyd, and Dominic Monaghan, Sam Pippen, and Mary only missing one Hobbit. Now where you at Elijah, maybe next year. Uh, we've also got Lawrence. I'm butchering this guy's name. Lawrence. Mac Macoar. Macoare. 
No, played uh, like multiple Samoan actor. Yeah, so he was the Urukai commander in mm-hmm. Fellowship of the Ring. He played the Witch King of Angmar, uh, Gothmog, which was the orc with had like the weird burns down half of his body. Yeah, in Return the of the King of the Orc. Yeah, uh, and then he also he was uh, Azog in the Desolation the of Smile. And then he was also, he did something in Xena Warrior Princess, it says. So that's pretty cool. Uh, We've also got Mr. John Rice Davies, uh, Mm. the one and only Gimli. And he's got uh, another big movie just coming out in the next few hours. Yes. Uh, By the time this comes out, I guess it's already out. Mm -hmm. But Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, he's coming back as Sala in that. Uh, So we're looking forward to having him back in Knoxville. I've met him before. The end of an era. Such a great guy. Yeah. I'm hoping to see it tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you'll have to let me know. Because didn't we see Crystal Skull together in theaters mm, all those years no. ago? I don't think I saw Crystal Skull in theaters. I don't think you I didn't. saw it until the DVD. Yeah. I don't know Tucson or Kyle. I can't remember. Uh, we've got Miranda Otto, who played Eowyn. Uh, mm-hmm. I've not been able to meet her yet, so I'm definitely going to be taking something for her to autograph. We've got Craig Parker. Uh, who was uh, Haldir in mm-hmm. Fellowship and Two Towers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Sala Baker, who was basically Sauron. I, I, he was the, the guy in the suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also been in Deadpool 2, The Mandalorian, Birds of Prey, lots of stuff. Uh, then if you're a fan of like classic TV, uh, the cast of Mama's Family is going to be there. Did you ever watch that show as a kid? I did. I watched a lot of uh, reruns with my grandmother. Same. Same. Yeah. So uh, we've got Vicki Lawrence, who she's a legend. Uh, yeah. th- th- I had seen that there was some scheduling issues and she may not be able to make it, but I don't know if that's confirmed or, uh, or it's not, not been yet. confirmed yet. As of right now, they're still working still on, on it. But um, until until uh, otherwise told by fanboy, she is still scheduled to be there unless unless something happens. Um, Let's hope so. I'd like to see her. Uh, Cobra Kai, man. Mm-hmm. Cobra Kai, I'm a huge fan of Cobra Kai. Uh, it's one of the few shows that I can really just sit down and mm-hmm. just binge when they drop a new season. I'm all over it. Uh, but we're going to have Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, and Martin Cove all weekend at yeah. Fanboy. So there's your chance to meet them. And I think we've got one final season of Cobra Kai coming mm-hmm. out soon. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a Willy Wonka reunion. If you're a fan of the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie from, I guess it was the mid-70s or so. Yeah, um, the, uh, the Gene Wilder version. Exactly. I was a huge fan. Still, yes. I'm a huge fan of that movie. But we're going to have uh, Peter Ostrom, who was Charlie, Julie Don Cole, who was Veruca Salt, and then Paris Thimmon, who played Mike TV, made his way out of the uh, TV yeah. that he got zapped into. We should uh we should walk up to her and be like, you know, both of us at one point in our lives have because you've played Mr. Salt too, haven't you? I did. I did have to we, play that. We both have played Mr. Salt on yeah. stage. Mine was a we should talk last to her and thing. uh get a picture with her of her bossing us around. Yeah, good idea. It'd be funny. So then we have a few other guests who aren't necessarily in any of those categories. We've got Wayne Knight who my first thought of Wayne Knight is I think about uh, Al in Toy Story 2. Yeah. Al's toy bar. And then, of course, <laughs> Jurassic Park. Uh, he's also Newman in Seinfeld. Yeah. 
Space Jam. Mm. He was the elephant. Ladies and gentlemen, Tarzan. Michael Jordan. So uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that'll be cool to see. Graham McTavish, who was oh. Dualin in uh, The Hobbit. Now, my I think he was also boss, on uh, my Dragon. boss, Vicky Fraser, has already said like she's pre ordered and she will be a fanboy just to meet Graham McTavish. She is in really? love with Graham McTavish. Wow. He's like, I'm going okay, to Vicky. ask if he'll take extra money to record a voicemail for me say like vicky can't come to the phone and, and i was like oh okay that's cool she's like i'm in love with him like okay okay <laughs> go ahead vicky well i know him uh, as dualin of course but mm-hmm. he was also in uh, house of the dragon yes he was so and it says on here that he was in loki but i don't remember him in loki but that's uh, cool oh lord i can't remember him in loki either interesting uh the one and only legendary lee majors Mm -hmm. he was there last year he'll be back but this year we actually have the reunion of the bionic man and the bionic woman yeah lindsey wagner is going to be there uh i'm really excited about this one uh giancarlo esposito Mm. i'm thinking about taking my little grogu my three foot or whatever it is, giant Grogu, yeah. and walking up to him and saying, I have something you want. <laughs> Will you sign its forehead? <laughs> I don't have a, a Mandalorian pop or anything. So I don't know wow. what I'm going to... I'm going to have to figure something out. I'm actually kind of shocked at that. Yeah. And Moff Gideon's pretty cool. So yeah. maybe I can find one between now and then. I'm sure someone will be selling them. Because there's so many vendors at these shows, especially mm-hmm. at Fanboy. They have such excellent vendors coming in. So there'll be some pop vendors. I'll be looking uh, looking for a Moff Gideon pop. So hit me up. Yeah, Jack Dylan Grazer from uh, It. He was Eddie. And mm-hmm. then he was Freddie and Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shazam. Love him and Shazam. Yeah. John Glover from uh, Smallville. He's Lionel Luther. Mm. Adrian Paul, uh, he was in the Highlander TV show, and he's like a master swordsman, and he's even hosting like a class. Mm-hmm. I think on Friday at Fanboy, so you can like take a a private class with Adrian Paul and learn some some swordplay. And I think that it's all based on like popular movies, like nerd movies. So, so we could like take our lightsabers and learn swordplay from absolutely. Highlander. Yeah, there can only be one. Uh, Sam Witwer, who I knew him first as uh, the main character in those Star Killer uh, Force Unleashed mm-hmm. video games, but he was also the voice of Darth Maul. <laughs> Holly Marie Combs from Charmed. Uh, we've got Mi- oh Mindy Combs from The Facts of Life, and mm-hmm. also Scooby Doo. She was the voice of Velma for mm-hmm. several years. Just to name a few, our friend Armin Shimmerman's coming back. We yes, had a, he is. Yeah, we met him last year. Great guy, really nice. Came and did a little interview with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Thomas from Seinfeld. No, yeah, so um, you. I mean, it's a, it's a, I, 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 like I said, it's probably the biggest. Absolutely. To happen I, to the Tennessee area in, in a long time. 
I, I just can't even believe it. And they're still making announcements like up to this point. They're like, still we're literally like, like a week more. away. Uh, so also we've got some voiceover actors. We've got Pinky and the Brain coming. Rob Paulson and Maurice mm-hmm. LaMarche. LaMarche. Uh, sorry, LaMarche. I don't know how to say some of these guys' names. But, you know, Pinky and the Brain, that's huge. Uh, Rob Paulson, I know him for tons of stuff. Yes. Uh, we are also have some wrestlers. We got the Hardys. The Hardy Boys are coming to Knoxville, Tennessee. And, of course, Matt is bringing his wife and Rebbe. goth baby, um, which Madison made a comment about. She said, I had no idea that goth baby's father was Matt Hardy. Oh, yeah. She follows Rebby and goth baby. There was a lot of excited people when they announced uh that that appearance yeah I, I saw that myself we've got the olympic gold medalist kurt angle jesse ventura i'm excited about kevin nash coming he'll be there friday and saturday i've met him before he was a cool guy but mm-hmm. definitely gonna want to try to uh, have a meeting with him again uh the former enzo amore mm. rob van dam ron simmons Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He's a uh, local A double, double A. Arn Anderson. And then just today, they announced Devon Dudley. Mm -hmm. So this is one you're going to want to get out to, people. Even if you're not in Tennessee, this is one you're going to want to travel for because these are some names that some of them are rare because uh, they even announced on their page that like some of these names are impossible to get. But since the writer's strike is still happening, their schedule's cleared up. Yeah. And like they're like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll get out. It'll be something to do and get out and meet people. So, I mean, it's like the stars have aligned. And it's like, at, at this on. point, I'm concerned about getting to do all the things that I'm, I'm wanting to do and, and, and meet all the people that I'm wanting to meet because there's just so much happening. I mean, this show is huge. And, you know, we haven't said, despite all these big names, there's more exciting things like 30 Nerdy Podcast is going to be there. Yes. Boys. We will be there. We'll be set up. Uh, come by. Say hello. Maybe yeah. uh, we'll do some, some recording some, like some we did last year. pictures and stuff, and yeah. we'll talk to y'all and interview some of the cosplayers. Um. We actually are uh, going to get to see uh, our dear friend, uh, Danielle Treat, said she would be there on Sunday. Oh, no way. Yeah. Danielle's coming. Okay. Yeah. Um, who finally got to announce what it is she's doing. So, Josh, would you like to talk a little bit about that since she's your so, friend? Danielle, uh, a friend of mine we had on the show a couple episodes ago. She mm-hmm. is a uh, rising voice actress. She's got quite a big following on TikTok, and she i don't know maybe a year or so ago uh had announced that she got her first professional gig working for disney and of course she couldn't say much of anything about it uh but she's finally been able to announce that she is doing a role of the ice queen i believe ice queen on a a animated show called hamster and gretel yes right hamster and gretel so that I think is premiering on July 
ninth, my birthday, right? Yes. Is it Saturday the the ninth? Uh, no, it's uh, Sunday the ninth. Okay, so then it's Saturday the eighth. Saturday the eighth. That's is when, it's when it's premiering. premiering. So and we'll get to talk to her the next day. The next day, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll be excited to. Uh, I'll be excited to meet her in person. Um, even though I saw her on stage with you that time, I, mm-hmm. I didn't get to meet her. Um, but uh, it, that'll be fun. Uh, we've already got some some people who have interacted with us on social media. Happy that you know. <laughs> We're going to be back and and a part of the cosplay contest. So uh, thanks for reaching out to us. Uh, we're very excited. There's going to be a lot of awesome prizes involved, uh, you know, medals and trophies. And OEB is sponsoring some really awesome uh, prizes as well. And you can also get up to, depending on who wins and what you are, uh, two VIP after party tickets. Nice. Two t-shirt vouchers and two general weekend passes for 2024 fanboy expo. So a lot of things can be won in this cosplay contest. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and that takes place Saturday evening between the Lord of the Rings panel and the Kevin Smith panel. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're very excited and I uh, can't wait to see y'all out there. That just means we're going to have to figure out how to do some Barry Allen style maneuvering so that yeah. we can organize the cosplay contest and mm-hmm. also sit in on the Lord of the Rings panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to figure that out, but it's going to be okay. It's yeah, be we'll great. get it done. We'll it's get gonna it done. It's going to be a pretty big weekend for everybody. So we can't Absolutely. wait. Since we last talked, the devastating story about the submarine happened. And uh, no matter your thoughts about it, you know, a lot of the world kind of has mixed feelings about the whole thing. Yeah. I kind of have mixed feelings about the whole thing. A, a recent developer of a submarine horror game said that it saw sales spikes since it all happened. And they said that it feels wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. Like, hey, it's great that it's happening, but. The reason it's happening is because some people lost their life and it it's yeah. a terrible thing but from what it sounds like is that's a quicker and much better way to go than suffocation mm-hmm. so our thoughts are out to their families my first comment when i started hearing about all of it was well megalodon <laughs> good grief they went too far this is why we don't go that far. This is why we don't venture out. This is why y'all those years ago, NASA, after its uh, origination, said, you know what? The ocean's too freaking scary. Let's try space instead. There's a reason NASA stopped. So the Megalodon's been hiding in the Titanic wreckage. Near the Titanic, yes. Yeah. It, well, you think an iceberg sunk it? Uh, well, you better Please. let Jason Statham know that. Yeah. For uh, his big... Yeah. Megalodon comes out. That's a Megalodon. Man. Some news that I'm extremely excited about. October 17th is the drop of Alan Wake 2. Finally, after years of replaying the first game over and over and over, and then playing the remastered version over and (laughs) over and over, 
The second one will drop on October 17th. And they said at Summer Game Fest that Alan Wake 2 did reveal some of the new terrifying gameplay, so you won't play it. Uh, The event featured more than two minutes of uncut gameplay, leading to more anticipation for the sequel. They also revealed the creative director in an interview said that, according to Sam Lake and them, the game will focus more on the story and atmosphere than gore and jump scares. So it'll be more of a long setting uneasiness and fear as opposed to like, boo, and like, oh, gosh, okay, now it's over. It's going to be more of that, oh, God, at any time, anything could come out. When's it going to happen? I love this game. I've been waiting for this. The story's great. The graphics are great. I highly recommend someone picking that up before the sequel comes out. Great game. I just don't understand the appeal of playing a video game to be scared. Well, when we were on our way to, might have been on our way to Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom, Madison and them were talking in the back about Madison and Kelly were talking about something, and Madison just straight up said, "Yeah, Tyler's favorite feeling is fear. Like he, like he'll, he, he just loves either hint something scaring him because there's like this." Oh gosh, whether it's a movie or a, and he loves seeing people like, like sometimes I'll go to bed to like compilations of jump scares and people being scared. Yeah. You're you're a freak. I don't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) It's because fear is that one emotion that shows you who a person really is. And I'm not talking about just like a boo from the corner, whether you swing, whether you drop down to the ground or whether you laugh weirdly or, or, you know, do the stutters. <laughs> My favorite thing is when some, some people get scared, they do the, uh, it's, like, it's like they buffer or, or have to like re-catch themselves <laughs> or glitch. And then they just look at you. Um, I do the, yeah. 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 They do the, yeah. <laughs> and then they'll uh, say something like oh screw you yeah <laughs> or shut up or stop stupid yeah. <laughs> idiot um but you also learn like who a person really is is in their reactions in the well this is what we need to do to like i mean that's why i, I found those early seasons of walking dead so good because mm-hmm. it wasn't about the zombies it was about, about the people human who, humans who were scared yeah. And that's what that's what caused them to react was fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's nothing like it. And I like being scared. I like some, if something can scare me because. I said this after we uh, after we got out of Space Mountain, I told Junior and Gustavo, I said. Ever since I jumped out of that plane years ago and went skydiving, it's hard for me to find a thrill. I said, but but being scared of a movie, like something in a movie making me like, ooh, scared, which mm-hmm. is hard to do these days. There's this endorphin that releases in me, which is apparently also supposed to release when you work out, but it does not. <laughs> I do the same thing for me when I work out. That's a totally different feeling. <laughs> Regret. <laughs> Regret. <laughs> But also, uh, just uh, Lord, yesterday, early this morning, uh, we got the James Gunn released the cast of Superman Legacy. He has really? cast his Superman and his Lois Lane. No, his Superman is David 
Corin Sweat, who is basically a newcomer who has not done much, like an episode here of this uh, TV show, an episode here of that TV show. So, and I like that. He's a new yeah. face. It's not going to be one of those like, well, I didn't like him as blah, blah, blah. So I don't see how he can play blah, blah, blah. You know, he kind of looks to me like a mixture of. Uh, looks like a mixture of John Krasinski and the guy who plays. Uh, uh, John Stewart's or John Stewart, uh, John Snow's brother, the one that dies at the Red Wedding to me. Yeah. Um also Madden, in one of the one of the there? pictures i'm looking at here i'm seeing a little topher grace oh yeah yeah i can see some topher there so he looks like a little topher grace and henry cavill and yeah even a little uh cillian murphy maybe and the lois is going to be rachel brosnahan from Brosnahan from miss mazel who was she in miss mazel was she miss mazel me i haven't watched that show other than like Not the first two episodes. Either, and I hear it is fantastic. Add it to the list. Yeah. All right, Rachel Brosnahan. I don't think it's her. Well, apparently She's not. She's in House of Cards. This person doesn't even seem to have a Wikipedia page. Oh, here it is. Okay, I got her. Played the title role of an aspiring Miriam stand-up Midge comedian. Maisel. Yeah, yes. She's Miss Maisel. Wow. Okay. Well, awesome. From what I remember, the couple episodes I saw of it, she was great. So, yeah, good. Um, okay. So, yeah, we've got our Superman and our Lois. Superman legacy, right? Yes. Now, all I want is for him to drop Jensen Ackles is going to be the Batman and Brave and the Bold with. OK, who l- let me let me just. OK, I'm going to tell you who I would like to see as as one of the next cast announced okay i wrote it down i actually tweeted it to him oh they're doing the new dc movies by chapter Mm -hmm. in this first so it's like phases chapter one gods and monsters superman legacy the authority the brave and the bold supergirl woman of tomorrow and swamp thing i said uh Jensen as Batman, Nicholas Holt as Nightwing, and then I said uh, Aiden Gallagher as Damien. Okay. I haven't thought of a Tim Drake yet. I haven't really thought of a Tim Drake, but Aiden, uh, Gallagher is number five in Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. He'd be fantastic as Damien. Yeah. I think we said that yeah. a couple years ago. Like in season one, I think like after as we were doing our Umbrella breakdown for season one of Umbrella, you were like, I think it was you that said, do you not think that he would make a fantastic Damian Wayne? Yeah. Oh, he's and he, and he's going to get too old. So so like now's the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, but very excited for that cast. It's going to be really good. It's going to be really good. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery, where legends are made. Here, we won't herd you like a bunch of old cattle, leaving you feeling dazed and crazed and in a smoky haze. Here, we aren't just another moonshine sip and stop in the volunteer state. We are much more. At Tennessee Legend Distillery, we will show you that billboards don't make you a legend. And here, you aren't just another sale and a printed receipt. Here, you are the legend. 
Come be a part of the legend by visiting one of our four locations located across the state of Tennessee. Whether you're visiting the small local town of Cookville, boot scooting in the music city of Nashville, or relaxing in the beautiful Smoky Mountains of Sevierville, Tennessee Legend Distillery will have you saying, make mine a legend, no matter what you sip on. Stop in and try any of our multi-award winning spirits like our King Snake Bourbon Whiskey, our 120 proof White Corn Hammershine, or our number one seller, our Salted Caramel Whiskey. Not only will you become a part of the legend, but you will also become part of our secret creed of spirits. That's right, Tennessee Legend Distillery is the only place you'll be able to find the exclusive Assassin's Creed Spirit Collection. We have the AC-15 four-year-old bourbon whiskey celebrating 15 years of Altair, Ezio, and all of the other Assassin's Creed characters. Next up, we have our Valhalla Vodka, a smooth, 80-proof, tasteless spirit that will keep you going on any cold or hot Midgard night. Last, but certainly not least, take to the high seas with our brand new Black Flag Spiced Rum, a spirit that would make Edward Kenway join our crew. These legendary exclusive spirits can only be found here, with more on the way. Brought to you by Ubisoft, Anthem Spirits, and Tennessee Legend Distillery. For more information, check out our TennesseeLegend.com or follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Live in another state? No worries. Go to kegandbottle.com. That's K-E-G-N-B-O-T-T-L-E, kegandbottle.com, and search Tennessee Legend Distillery. They'll deliver it right to your door. Mention 30 and Nerdy Podcasts while checking out in any one of our locations across Tennessee and receive a free shot glass. What are you waiting for? Come walk among legends at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. What's up, guys? This is Logan, better known as The Rev of Rents on yours truly, 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Exciting news coming to you because your boy now owns a business. And that business is Shane's Rib Shack in Georgia, McDonough, Highway 81. And we've got some delicious food. We've got ribs. we got wings. We've got tendies. We've got boneless. We've got everything you want. You like burgers? we got that too. And I would be very appreciative if you showed me the love that you showed me here, right here, the 30 Nerdy Podcast, and go and find me in Georgia and eat some of that Shane Shack food. And if you do, always tell them that 30 and Nerdy sent you. And I promise, my word right here, you mention 30 and Nerdy, you get the free sweet tea. That's on me. And that's a promise because the reverence never breaks a promise. I guess it's time to talk about it. Yes, and I've been wanting to hear about it, and you've been real cagey about it. Okay. I'll talk about it on the show. So I want to hear about your Disney experience. Okay. So we were in Florida, which I, I'm probably, I might not be one of the few people, but like, I'm probably in the minority though, that like, I don't ever treasure going to the state of Florida. <laughs> for anything right um uh you know it's just it's hot it's muggy it's the gators and football it's the, and those are dinosaurs by the way dinosaurs 
it's like God's basement. It's hot and sticky and bugs are trying to kill you. <laughs> um, so I never treasured going to Florida for any reason, but spending like 12 days there. Um, and you know how I am with the sun. Like yes. I have to be extra careful. Like, um, cause I just wasn't built like my family. Like I walk to the mailbox, I get sunburned. We stayed in Cape Canaveral, which is right beside Cocoa Beach. And so every morning we were going to Disney, we drove an hour. Oof. So not just having to be there at rope drop, but we have to leave an hour, usually an hour, hour and a half before, because you've got parking and you've got waiting in line for rope drop and then blah, blah, blah. Traffic uh, getting in. Traffic getting in. We have property. three kids, six and under in our party. One who will not remember it. The Bryson may not remember it. I don't know. I mean, I was 12 when I was last there, and I barely remember it. We had a big party, um, so keeping up with a big group is always a little more stressful. Uh, making sure that we're doing rides that you know either everyone can do or a combination of at least a majority can do, uh, including the kids. We waited in line for Rise for three hours. Rise, rise of the, of the resistance, resistance. Right. And I will say. Three hours. Okay. As an experience, as a Star Wars fan, it is one of the coolest experiences of my life mm-hmm. in a pop culture area, in a nerd culture area, short of being on set and in the movie. Yes. I mean, I actually felt like I was on set at one point when they're about to take you to interrogation and hundreds of those stormtroopers there are waiting and Mm -hmm. that's all like you're in space like that's all top-notch absolutely amazing but as a ride i liked avatar better as a ride yeah um avatar was just something different man like you you don't think you're in a ride yeah. Like you think you're on the back of this thing flying through Pandora. I love the fact that you can feel the creature breathing between you your legs when you sit on it. Earth. Yeah. And the like mist from flying over the ocean. When you're in the cave, I'm like, that's yeah. how how it would smell. Like yeah. it's a full on all your senses are being used. Yeah. So I say bravo to that. Yeah. Um I really liked the Yeti in Animal Kingdom. Uh, it's a really cool roller coaster. Oh, yeah. And I did not expect at the end. At one point, I did not expect to be going backwards at one point. Yeah. When we got up to that, and it was, I was like, well, where are we going from here? <laughs> Christopher looked at me and went backwards. I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. So we went backwards and we did that. And I did not expect at the end a big, massive, animatronic, terrifying looking, like wild lights are flashing yeti yeah like as if it's reaching and since reaching it's a get strobe you. thing you're only seeing like little bits of it kind of like daredevil in the hallway in season one just little bits getting closer to you and that was wow that was awesome i've always loved like drop zone type rides so i mean tower of terror was just awesome i enjoyed it rock and roller coaster was great didn't get to see many of the shows uh so the kids got to see a lot of the shows but uh we did get to, i did get to see uh finding nemo that was a really cool one okay 
Um, I thought that they weren't doing that anymore. So I'm glad that you got to see it. That was really cool. That's uh, a great show. It. And yeah. uh, the music was great too. And I hope that there's a musical out there, a uh, an MTI Broadway yeah. junior, whatever. Very, show. very new. Very new musical out there. And I hope that some of the songs are from that show. Because Crush's song would be really cool to sing. Uh, yeah, they are pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah, that'd be it. really cool. And uh, of course, we did the Bugs Life one. I'd forgotten how real that felt too. Like the stink bug. I was like, how do they bottle that? <laughs> how do they? Bo- what are they bottling to spray there? And then just it also dissipate. Like think about that. Like they don't just spray you with like that stink bug type smell. But it also goes away in seconds. It's like magic. How did you do that? So there were some some awesome moments. I did not get really too bad sunburnt. Played it probably more safe than I ever have. Actually, I got less color this year than I did last year. I know that. Uh, so we were a little extra safe. The beach was great. Uh, I, I kind of liked Cocoa Beach better than Cape Canaveral. Uh, Cape Canaveral's waves weren't as big and i love big waves and fighting them but i gotta say man um i am i am not you know i i half wanted to to start this out like like oh i don't know what do you think josh like i'm just all bought in now mickey mouse mickey mouse disney 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 like I, they had brainwashed me while I was yeah there. yeah but man I gotta, i'm gonna have to be honest with you like I saw more miserable faces than I saw happy faces <laughs> of all ages. You know, that's that, that is I saw miserable kids who didn't want to be there. I saw miserable teenagers who didn't want to be there. And I saw miserable adults who didn't want to be there. Yeah. And I, and I just kept looking around and noticing like, God, we are paying bukus of money just for tickets and parking alone. Yeah. Not to mention the toys that these people buy while they're there. And we thank them for it to stand in line for hours when it's hot or it's raining and it's, or it's, it's just, you feel like crap. Your head hurts because you're dehydrated, and, but water is $7 a bottle and, you know, and, and food is expensive. It, it's just, I think I texted you. I said, it's unenjoyably packed. Hot and expensive. Yeah. And I just I think that that's definitely you know, I that. didn't by any means I did not hate it. Like it's it's a trip with my family. I got to ride some rides. I got to see some characters from my childhood. That um but then that's the other thing that stuck out though is I do have memories from when I was twelve and pictures from when I was twelve of more characters running around the park. Yeah. They don't do that much anymore. They do not. They get and, bombarded with people yeah. with cell phones wanting yeah. to do selfies. Ever since the birth, and I actually asked a, an employee, and they said, ever since the birth of camera phones and smartphones, we just really can't anymore because it's like right. it's a mob. It's overwhelming. I'm sure. Don't care. And, and and I also realized that, and it kind of it kind of made me a little disheartened about society and our world because in the in the shit of things, in the muck of it. When you're in Disney and you're in that world, you really don't care about your fellow man. You don't. You care about getting to the ride, enjoying your time or your son's time. You do not care 
who you step over to to have your Disney moments. And I saw that when hundreds of people would cut in line in front of us. And I'd just be like, uh, uh, I've been in the same line. I'm in the same heat. I paid the same amount of money. But what we started witnessing is like, say we were on Rise of the Resistance. And we were getting off of it. But Becky couldn't do Rise of the Resistance with Emma. Let's say that. But Becky and Emma went to wait in line for Smuggler's Run. Mm-hmm. We would text them and say, we're off. And they would say, all right, come on over to Smuggler's. And we would walk through the line, cutting people just to get to where Becky and Emma are. People did that to us so much. Yeah. We were like, uh, uh, no. Yeah. No. That's not fair. There's a lightning lane. Pay the extra to go to a lightning lane. Just because this person over here, you as the one, should go back and join your eight. Your eight should not get to come up to you. Yeah. I hate that. I hate. I was like, I never do that. God, this is ridiculous. And at one point, we were in rock and roller coaster and it happened to us boom, boom, boom. To the point where I started doing that thing where you like you make you make your statements out loud, but like you're not really like saying it to them. It's very passive aggressive. I can be very passive aggressive. <laughs> um, so we're wrapping around, and I see a line watcher, Colby, sweet Colby, doing his job, standing at the top where the lightning lane goes in. He's just kind of watching the line. And when we got to him, I said, "Hey, Colby." So everyone has the magical experience. How many people do I have to let cut in front of me so they can have the magical magical experience? Well, you're not. Nobody's supposed to cut in front of you, sir. Well, it's happened multiple times in this line alone and hundreds of times at all the parks. Well, no, we we highly recommend that if someone's going to get in line, their whole party should be with them. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. you're sitting here watching the lines. <laughs> I, I didn't say, but I want to say, you're not doing your job, Colby. So keep your eyes peeled. But then he was like, you know, like, like a bird on a perch. I was like, I shouldn't have to say anything. You should be like, hey, 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 go back in the line. Oh, that would never happen. No, that would take away the magical Disney experience. Yeah. They would just say, just remember next time, have your whole party next time. <laughs> I'm like, next time they're going to do the same thing. Sheila, tell them to wait there for their party. But we didn't oh. do it once. Yeah, I've never done it once in front of our. Now, uh, only one time did we do Lightning Lane, and that was at Magic Kingdom. So we could reserve and do the Lightning Lane for the rides, the bo- five rides that the boys could do. It was the only time we did Lightning Lane. We went to Dollywood like last week or something like that, uh, and Becky and Emma were already there, and I, came in later and uh, they were in line for that new bear roller coaster yeah. or whatever. And uh, I just waited by myself at the end of the line till they got done. Because so, that is the more, the moral thing to do. Yeah. Take notes. People. I was just, I'm like, moral. I was baffled. I was like, God, you guys don't give a shit about nobody. And you're in the most, what's supposed to be the happiest magical place in the world. And, and you're cutting in front of people. Like, what gives you the right, the entitlement that that takes to just be like, 
Oh, you're, you're, you're about 30 people up ahead. All right. I'm just going to, excuse me, excuse me. I'm, I'm trying to get to my dad. Excuse me. Oh, your dad can come to you, bro. And also the like people with the strollers that just like zoom, cut right in front of yes. you or stop right in the middle of the to where of you the almost trip over their child. Yeah. I get very anxious about, you said, you know, like people don't care who they step on and stuff. No. I do because I'm a big dude. Yeah. And like when, Kids are camped out on the sidewalk waiting for a parade or waiting for a, you know, whatever, just sitting and resting because they've been at Disney all day long. I'm very, very aware of, of that. And so, like, I'm pulling my shoulders in and, like, watching where I'm stepping and all this stuff because I care and I get so anxious about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do have a hard time with the crowds. And I wish that they would decrease the amount that they would yes. allow in. I think that there needs to be a limit. A daily limit to the parks because there were too many people. Yeah. That Just the people, people is the most miserable part of it. <laughs> I, I don't I would, mind say, the I would say I would say that if you took away about ninety percent of the people in the park, I probably would have had a much better time. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I did not do the lightsaber building because when I looked at the price, I was it's like a lot. No. You gotta reserve that too. I was like, no. Yeah. No, we have a budget and we still have to get home <laughs> and eat when we get home because it's this many days till our next payday after right. we get back. So I was like, no. So our, our big thing that we splurged on was I got a, uh, we went to a Tampa Bay Rays game hat. So I got a hat there. Uh, we got, I got this Kyber crystal necklace. Ooh. And galaxy's edge uh easton chose the color for me he chose blue um good choice good choice and uh got her uh, they had those when i was there i would have one yeah it it was in the uh after um i think it's after star tours in that gift shop Mm, yeah this is where maddie got that gift shop is always a madhouse oh it was crazy and it was monsooning when we got out of that ride Oh, so everyone's Was going hiding for cover. From the rain. Did you see Chewbacca and Ray walking around? Yes. Yes. I did not see Ray walking around, but we did see Chewbacca. Uh, as we were exiting Smuggler's Run, there was a Chewbacca impression contest going on that I guess I was too late for. And he was walking to each per- each guy that was in the contest and listening to him and going like, oh, that was pretty good. Oh, you know. <laughs> Oh, that was all right. There's Handler was saying like Chewie said that that was decent, or Chewie said that was could have been better. And Mama and them were like, "Tyler, do yours." I was like, "I'm not in the contest." So I walked over, around, <laughs> placed myself in front of the contest as it's happening, and I just went and I just released this massive Chewbacca growl, and then went did the <laughs> and. They all turned around, and one of the contestants went, well, that one's better than mine. It was just to prove to Gustavo that I could do it. And Smuggler's Run, I was underwhelmed with. I was a gunner, um, which we just pushed a button. Yeah. I was like, this isn't. Now, if they'd have built like an actual contraption that like in the Falcon, like you, you sat in a spinning pod laser thing that's what they should have done yeah i agree like like luke and han were in yeah the pilots were above you actually doing the stuff and the tech people were like somewhere else having to run to different places 
if it were that immersive, that would have been that would be much cooler. Phenomenal. I agree. I, for me, though, the experience of like walking through the Millennium Falcon, walking through the Falcon was really cool. The little table where they yeah. play the hollow game and yeah. stuff like that. Like that was worth it for me. The ride is not that impressive, but yeah. the experience of I actually kind of like Star Tours better than Smuggler's Run. You know, Star Tours is great, and I've done it dozens of times, but I'm getting to the point now in life where I get motion sickness a lot easier. So I feel a little woozy sometimes when I ride that ride. Mm. I think I got Emma to to ride it with me last time, Um, and she was, you know, she's a little nervous, but she's like, oh, I'm just excited to Mm -hmm. ride a a big person ride. And, like, she was having a great time, and I'm sitting there like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, no. And so, also, I also got to say, one of my favorite rides is well, one of the last rides we did in Hollywood Studios. It was Mickey's Runaway Train. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. We were like Runaway Railway. surprised. We were like, that was really cool. That's a great ride. Because they have and, it set up like rides. You know, it's the magnets yes. and like everything breaks apart. And I was like, that was actually really cool. At Epcot, they've got a Ratatouille ride that's like that as well. Mm. It's really cool. So, I mean, me and Maddie have talked about maybe in a few years, uh, or in a couple years, like before we start having kids, sure, take a Florida trip and do Universal and Epcot, you know, more adult oriented stuff. Um, yeah, Epcot is a good, like, yeah, couples thing to do, yeah, yeah, that's what we figured. Um, overall, I mean, I didn't hate the vacation, I've, I've never like could say, like. I hated that vacation. If you hate a vacation, <laughs> uh, so yeah. I did enjoy my time with the family. I enjoyed the ball game. I enjoyed when the happy moments happened, like when Easton and Bryson saw Donald at one point. Uh, yeah. We were near uh, the Brown Bowler restaurant or whatever it's called. Um, and Daisy and Donald were on the greenery surrounded yeah. by this little fence, just waving at people and, Seeing that, I was like, I, yeah. I, remember, I remember that. I remember that. I do remember that feeling. But I just got to say, man, like, I, I didn't, maybe it was I didn't, I disliked the capitalism of Disney. And the, there were too many guests. There yeah. were just too many people. Just too many people. But the rides I did, I enjoyed. Uh, some of the experiences we had, I enjoyed. Uh, but... It went by fast. Now here we are back at work and, you know, and, and life just continues. So, um, but you know, I I would go back. I I would go back with like maybe more adult nephews Mm -hmm. or with my kids, um, under a little bit more controlled parameters, um, maybe with a smaller group because, I also found myself uh, oddly worrying if we were all together. Like at, when we got into Animal Kingdom, Nolan, Peyton, Junior, and Gustavo all broke off while we were uh, while we were heading to uh, Pandora to get on the Avatar ride. Um, they broke off and went and got everybody Starbucks. Like they got our orders and they went on and all I could think of is, Oh my God, like, what if we're separated? Like, what if, what if they don't get in the same line? Like what, 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 you know, what if this, what if that, what if, 
what if something happens and we're not all together? And I was like, they're adults. Yeah. <laughs> like they'll be fine. And I was like, well, what if we're not always all together? Like we're a big group and like, this is a massive park and there's millions of people around. And, you know, just, I was that person sitting there getting anxious in my, Mm-hmm. Well, it's easy to do because there's just so much going on. It's yeah, it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. That's it exactly is a lot. right. But um, kind of like going to Bucky's. Well, speaking of, you know, uh, we got our own here now in the Sevier County area. Mm-hmm. Supposedly the biggest one in the country. That's what they say. Uh, exit 407 in Sevierville, or Kodak technically. I saw our first uh, billboard post the coming soon they just put a new one up it's coming from morristown on the interstate and it says the only 10 i see and i was like oh god (laughs) well how old is that (laughs) when we went and had our first bookies experience which was like a year ago i guess Mm -hmm. coming up on not even a year yet no, no, uh, no, we were both very overwhelmed and we were yeah. like, yeah, it was okay, but I don't know that we'll be like making a point to go back anytime soon. Since then, I have been mm-hmm. to like three or four other Bucky's locations. It subtly infects you. It subtly. Bro, in- this severe one, one uh, I went the evening it opened <laughs> and then I went again the next day because it just happened to be in the area. Dude, so, I'm, oh, I'm hungry for lunch. I'll stop Ever by. since we've done it, like... If I'm going to Atlanta or if I'm going to Nashville, I hit those Buckies. You got to. We hit one from Atlanta to Florida. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, God, I said I probably would never step, but now I'm. I see the billboard and I'm like, sixty-seven more miles, sixty-seven. That more beaver miles. just sticks those teeth right in, sinks them in, and just drags. I'll you tell in. you what it is for me. It's the big red on tap and the jerky. You know what? I got the same thing with the root beer. They have excellent root beer. Mm -hmm. And I've already uh, finished my little bag of jerky that I got the other day. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll have to return. It's it's the jerky. The beaver nugs are fantastic. I mean, we haven't really, we pretty much like anytime we go in it, we have our spots. We hit, we haven't, we haven't really diverged away. Like, Oh, let's go look in the home decor. Let's spend more than 20 minutes in here. It's literally like, I go wait in the jerky. She gets her, she goes to the bathroom. We get the drink, the jerky, the beaver nuggets, check out this pump, go. We haven't yep. actually like, oh, what's, oh, oh, they've got swimming trunks or, oh, they've got coolers. We haven't done that. I've got a hat. And now it's closer. We probably will. I got Emma a Bucky, uh, the beaver pillow pet. Uh oh. Yeah. She was all about it. So Bucky's is great. Love it. Is. It is fantastic. It absolutely is. Not a sponsor of the show yet, but we just felt like we should talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully one day. So we are going to step one, take a quick break. When we return, we did something that we probably have not done since season one or two. We saw a movie just a few hours ago and we're recording now. Yeah. Unheard of unheard of these days at 30 and podcast uh so when we get back from a break we're going to be talking about the flash when 30 and 30 podcast returns tickets are on sale now for encore theatrical company's production of hello dolly don't miss this multi-generational award-winning summer show 
at Jefferson County High School from June 23rd to July 2nd. For more information or tickets, go to EncoreTheatricalCompany.com or call at 423-318-8331. It's not just theater, it's Encore. Rolling out, no worries, no cares. When the car came out of nowhere. That's when my whole world changed. Pills for the pain, medical bills insane. Lucky for me, I dialed OEB. Boom! Turn your wreck into a check. The ones for you now call OEB Law. Boom! Turn your wreck into a check. We got your back now call OEB Law. Woke up all broke up and messed up. Laying there in pain as if it wasn't bad enough. Couldn't work much and the bills are piling up. Insurance company wasn't paying up I was down, I was out, but I wasn't quite done Call 546-1111 You're in pain, yeah, we got you You can't pay, yeah, we got you too Boom, turn your wreck into a check The ones for you now, call OEB Law Boom, turn your wreck into a check We got your back now, call OEB Law Boom, turn your wreck into a check We got your back now, call OEB Law Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. We were back in a flash after those those messages from our sponsors. Uh, so we saw the flash. Uh, we haven't seen a movie together since probably Black Adam. Uh, no, sir. We saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Did we see Guardians together? We did, and with your mama. Oh, yeah, we did see Guardians. Yes. See, I would actually like to start with that. Because you made a comment after the flash was over, and the first thing I texted in our group was, there is some multiversal madness actually happening right now. <laughs> Josh Davis, the marvelous, marvelous Marvel himself, said that he enjoyed a DC movie, not just a DC movie, uh, The Flash with Ezra Miller, more... And Guardians 3. I did. Send your hate tweets to at NerdyJD1. And I, I'm not someone, I, I can't say that I, like I've made the comment like recently, like I enjoyed Shazam 2 more than most of Phase 4 of Marvel. Mm -hmm. I haven't finished it yet. Because, I mean, Phase 4 of Marvel has been rough, um, to say the least. Movies, not TV. Yeah. Movies. I was just shocked to hear that. Like, I, I've never been able to say, like, like I liked The Flash more than I liked Guardians, or I liked The Flash more than, like, as a phase, I think 4 is weaker than some recent DC movies. But, like, I don't know. I just can't compare them. Like, I enjoyed them both. Yeah, I did, too. Absolutely. And I enjoyed Guardians. I enjoyed Guardians 3 more than Guardians 2. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't I didn't dislike Guardians no, 3. No, I know. I know you didn't dislike it. I was just uh, shocked to hear you say I enjoyed that more than Guardians yeah, 3. Yeah. I don't know, it's just the experience itself mm -hmm. like It was it I, was Yeah. This one was more enjoyable for me. Yeah. I there were a that. lot more moments of like, oh, well, look at that. And there was one point where and we should just say obviously spoilers, spoilers. ahead if you, yeah. if you haven't the, seen the, the flash, the, but the it's it's past time. The it's been lifted. We can talk about it. But I was like, oh, my gosh, if this camera pans around and that's Christopher Reeves, I'm going to die. I'm and sure die. enough, there he, he died was. and Josh died. And yeah, I, I'm deceased. I had right to now. give I had to give mouth to mouth, resuscitate him in the theater. 
No, you had to go back in time and, yeah. and take the uh, to go back can time, of tomatoes so out jello. of the grocery cart. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, so let's just get, dive into it. So like I said, spoilers ahead. We saw The Flash, in my honest opinion. Uh, one of the better DC movies of the last probably five years. Yeah. Um, we'll probably put it above Shazam 2, but... Probably not above Birds of Prey. I, I would enjoyed Birds of Prey. I did too. And I uh, think obviously Mar- we haven't seen Aquaman too. So Margot Robbie uh, made Birds of Prey great mm-hmm. for sure. But um, I don't know. It's just weird for me. And and as our 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 good brother, uh, the Rev, has texted us like forgiving Ezra that comment. Yeah. Uh, no, but we got to see Michael Keaton's Batman suited up on a big screen. Yeah. And it wasn't a re-release of Batman or Batman Returns. It was our year, a new movie. We're 34 years old. And we're seeing Michael Keaton in a bat uniform say, I'm Batman. Yeah. <sighs> That's why I was in the theater for it. The moment when Barry and Barry walked onto the grounds, or I guess they came up to the gate uh, mm. to Wayne, to Wayne uh, Manor and everything. I leaned over and I said, okay, here we go. Because mm. we both know like, all right, we're about to see Michael Keaton and this is going to be a big deal for us. And it was, um, man, oh. he looked great. He did. He and did. I was really excited uh, going into this, knowing that he was going to be in it, as I think most people are, uh, those who had decided that they were still going to see it. Um, but I think that he definitely lived up to the expectations. Yeah. Um, I'll be the first to say it. Like, you know, we joke about, like, you're the Marvel guy, I'm the DC guy. Yeah. <laughs> as a DC guy, like, I... I'll be the first to say that no one believes in their own hype more than DC does, <laughs> or maybe more than Warner Brothers does. I don't know. <laughs> no one believes in their own hype more than DC movies. Yeah. And sometimes it just does not pay yep. off. A lot um, of times. I think this one was good, and I think it did pay off. Yeah. Was it worth the wait? Because we went through a whole pandemic mm-hmm. of it getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Then this happened. Then Ezra happened. Then blah, blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. So to some people, it might not have been worth the hype, worth the wait. I'm excited we finally got to see it. Uh, A few reasons. Michael Keaton being one of the top ones. Um, We knew we were going to get some different timeline and multiversal stuff in it. And wow, did we ever get some multiversal moments. Um, Nicolas Cage. Got to see Nicolas Cage's Superman from the, the shelved Tim Burton Superman movie that was supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, Kevin Smith had a big hand in that as well. Yeah, we got to see classic Superman. It's it's look up in the air. It's a Adam it's West. Man. Got to see Adam West as Batman. Uh, um, Helen Slater uh, as Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Christopher Reeve side by side, it was. Those were some pretty cool, magical multiversal moments. What alliteration! Lovely. Um. But I think it was uh, it was worth going to see in the theaters. Um, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, 
bash you if, if you just cannot bring yourself to support the movie because of Ezra. I, I absolutely, you know, understand Ezra did some terrible stuff. And and in my truest of true feelings, I hope this was the last outing as Ezra Miller as The Flash. Yeah. If we are going to be rebooting and recasting and starting with a younger generation and guns vision, then we need a new Flash as well. So, one, especially one who's maybe a little less problematic, mm-hmm. a little uh, less problematic. Definitely, like as much as I did enjoy it, I mm-hmm. didn't leave feeling like, well, I got to see another one, or I got to see Ezra as the Flash again yeah. because Ezra was so great. I didn't really have that. Just the experience mm-hmm. overall, the story they told, the little mm-hmm. nuggets that we got of all the other things. Uh, the man, the very last scene where. There was only a handful of people in our theater, but I think everyone in our theater reacted to the return of George Clooney as Bruce Wayne. (laughs) Wow. Reaction was not positive. No, it wasn't. I I (laughs) laughed. I'm here for it. It's like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah. I mean, hey, it happened. Right. And I even said it. I said, George Clooney got the last laugh on all of us. He did. He did. But I mean, it it had happened, right? If if the Michael Keaton Batman happened and Adam West Batman happened, of course this Batman happened. So why not play with that? Why not? And we got to see, you know, Sasha Callie's uh, performance of, as Supergirl. Love Supergirl. Thoroughly enjoyed. Wish thoroughly we had a little enjoyed. more. Now, is she coming back to do the Supergirl movie in a few years? She has spoken with Saffron and Gunn. That's all she'll say. Is she's like, I have sat down. And spoken with Saffron and Gunn. What that meeting entails, we do not know yet. They've announced that there'll be a Supergirl. I would really like to see her return to that part. I think you could bring her back. And it's so new that she could be a Supergirl. I guess not because she died, right? Didn't she die? That one died. Yeah. That one died. And Um, I was, and I, I will say this too, like speaking of Michael Keaton and everything. When he died, I didn't care for that. Didn't I wanted him that. to live a long life, retired in Wayne Manor, and then come back to do Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. That's what everyone wants. I think that that is a missed opportunity. I think you make that movie. I'd say it right now. It would probably, quite possibly, if done right, you bring a good Terry McGinnis in with Michael Keaton's aged Bruce Wayne and you tell the right story of Batman Beyond and you do it right, that's a billion-dollar movie. Because that is what people want to see. People have wanted to see that for decades. I think a billion might be a bit of a stretch. I mean, maybe. I think it would do better than than this one. I think it'll do better than the last decade of DC movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, Wonder Woman and Aquaman were successful, yeah, right? So they were, they were successful. Um, now the budget for the Flash it says, according to Wikipedia, two hundred to two hundred twenty million, and so far it's been out uh, a week, a little, well, a week and a half, two weeks or week so, because it premiered the sixteenth, right? Yeah, yeah, June sixteenth. Uh, and as we are recording this, it's the twenty eighth. So yeah. a week and a half or so, it's up to two hundred fourteen point nine million. So two fifteen, uh, not considered really a success. A 
a $200 to $300 million budget movie, not counting marketing and all that, marketing dollars, which they typically sometimes will leave out of budgets on some sites. They say to break even, quote unquote, it needs to make $800 million to a $1 billion. Good Lord. These days. In and this I've, day and time. Do the, when they put out the home video, like, does that contribute? I think it contributes. So I don't know how successful that kind of thing is nowadays where everybody's streaming or, or what have you. I'll tell you, like, I have a huge physical movie collection. Mm -hmm. Like, you've seen a lot of it, mm -hmm. uh, Blu-rays, DVDs, and whatnot. And I haven't bought a movie in... I think the last one I got was Clerks 3. Before that, who knows what. Uh, mm -hmm. But I got the Super Mario uh, Blu-ray. But other than that, I don't know if a lot of people are buying that stuff anymore. So I don't think so either. This and one I, don't might know, I don't know be, how streaming dollars transfer to people's you know, overall budgets and stuff. Um, I don't know if they're like, yeah, uh, if Netflix pays... You know, a million dollars to stream The Flash for a year on Netflix, then that goes to the Flash's bank or whatever. I don't know if they say that goes to the numbers. I don't know. So I would say if it if it does not have a good month, uh, it'll be on Max within the next month. <laughs> Probably <laughs> so. Yeah. Um and I hate As that for like special sign up thing. Sasha Kelly got and, the flash. And Keaton and everyone who worked on the film. I hate that because here's here's my whole thing. It's kind of like AEW versus WWE. If you're cheering when the other person is quote unquote losing or something bad happens, like right. if you're cheering that AEW's audience has has dwindled. You're you're cheering against the wrestling business. Right. If a comic book movie fails, that's a, a loss for the industry of comic book movies. No matter what, if it's Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, uh, Image, I, I, don't, I don't care. If you cheer for the failure, and as someone, I got to say, as someone who early on, Early on in the stages of the restore the Snyderverse and the hashtag Snyderverse stuff, was a fan of it and wanted to see Zach's story told in 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 full regalia as it finally got to happen. As someone who was on board with, yeah, let him tell, let let him release it. I think it would be great. We'd like to see it. If you are a member of the <laughs> the Snyder verse stands and the Snyder stands like, dude, it's over. Yeah. You are purposely boycotting a DC movie. I get that. You're thinking like, if we hurt them, they'll bring Snyder. No, they won't. Yeah. If you hurt a DC movie, it hurts other DC movies and other comic book movies. Backers will stop supporting these movies financially. No matter who the brand is, mm -hmm. a loss for a comic book movie in the box office 
is a loss for that industry and that IP of yeah. comic book film. So, I mean, I, I'm not here to say we're all in this together, but we kind of are. Like, if yeah. you want Marvel to succeed, you want DC to succeed. If you want them to succeed, go support, like, go watch Umbrella Academy. Go watch The Boys. Go, you know, if if they released a movie based off of Valiant Comics, go watch it. If it's a show based off of Valiant Comics, you know, it's it's not as up there as Marvel or DC, but they've got great comic books. Valiant does. Shadow Man is, is top-notch stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that if you're cheering for the bomb of The Flash, whether it be because of Ezra, or whether it be because of Snyder, whether it be because you're more of a Marvel person, or if you're not a comic book fan in general and you just don't go see them, if you're cheering for the failure of these movies, then I think you're on the wrong side of this. Because if that cinema, if that IP of cinema starts to fail, you know, the IP of cinema that's kind of been holding up movies for the last 20 years. Yeah. The superhero genre. Truth. What makes you think that they'll start supporting mobster movies? Or horror movies, or these drama movies over here, or your Oscar movies. No, backers will stop supporting cinema. I've seen this theory out there, and I don't think that there's necessarily any truth to it yet, but it's an interesting thought. What is going to be the next thing? You know, mm-hmm. we had vampires for a while, we had zombies for a while, now we got superheroes, which has been lasting for a a long long time and it's doing mm-hmm. so well but what'll be the next thing and the theory of video game franchises like mario did so well you know what if next they do a legend of zelda and then they do a donkey kong or whatever and then we have them all merged together and there's a super smash bros movie you know that that whole universe and i think that could happen i really do i mean because we are sort of seeing a little bit of a decline with mm-hmm. Marvel and you know DC's struggled continuously, mm-hmm. perpetually up until this point. And hopefully with James Gunn, things will be on the upswing again. But you know, I wonder, is it gonna be too late? And I hope it's not. No, I hope it's I not. hope not. I hope that we get to keep enjoying the success of the superhero mm-hmm. movies for several more years to come because we love it so much. Absolutely. Uh, but if it if it doesn't continue. That I could see the video game thing be in the next. Well, and and I don't think it will continue if we don't go see them. It 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 will stop if we stop seeing that. They'll say, "Well, okay, uh, this isn't working, so we're going to be done." And then, like, because that's the thing is, like, and I'm looking at this more macroly as opposed to just the superhero genre. Like, I know streaming is great. And movies are expensive. Trust me. I know inflation sucks. Movies being expensive, it sucks. We've learned recently, if you are if you have an AMC in your town, get on the A-list, man. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff. Dude, for the I money mean, you're paying a month for a subscription, holy crap. Like, I spent $8 today for a drink and the flash. Yeah. Like, so... And I, I, I get that it was a Wednesday, but still, I was like, dude, that's insane. Yeah, like I've three been three movies a week. I have been to the movies more lately than, than probably I had the last been two in years. 
even longer, really, because I mean, I got to, I went to Transformers. I went to uh, the Flash today. I'm planning mm-hmm. to see Indiana Jones the next couple of days. I took Emma to see Elemental. Um, yeah, I've been a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spider Verse. Yeah, I mean, and it's just worth it. And so, but the thing is, is if we're waiting for streaming, if we're waiting for video on demand or stuff like that, the cinema will die. The theater will die. Yeah. They'll stop releasing stuff. And then you'll start seeing, oh, well, this isn't going to movies because why would we pay for it to be in the movie theaters for two or three months if nobody's going to see it when we could just send it to our streaming service? It could and definitely just, happen. I mean, and, and that's that's all genre of film that that will affect. Not just the ones you don't like. Like, I don't, I don't love, I don't love rom-coms. But if it were to keep the the art of theaters and cinema alive, absolutely, I'd support it. Because like you can this... you can not like your stuff like like our our good buddy Nick Crockett doesn't love the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's like a, a an amusement park or a roller coaster. You know, he's more of that. You know, gritty like. Intense, the intense drama, feel, drama, suspense, thriller. thriller, and and I have no qualms with that. I also enjoy the intense thriller suspense, but if if everyone thought like, well, if I don't like it, I should just cheer for it to fail. No, no, no. Then you lose the entire art of cinema and movie making. No, and I mean as a live theater performer we might that world might get a boom if the theater stop starts dying so i mean it's a win-win for stage actors but um but i gotta say for those who are just like well i hope it fails because snyder wasn't involved or i hope it fails because it's dc or i hope it fails because that mentality will get the genre of superhero films nowhere that's just my I mean, that's just my my two cents on the matter. Uh, but now we will dive a little into the movie. So this is a few years after, I guess a couple years after Justice League. They are the Justice League. I kind of I kind of like though how the Flash is kind of his Robin. Like there is no Robin in this universe, but mm-hmm. the Flash is kind of Batman's. I, I was thinking uh, like a Tony Stark and Peter Parker kind of yes. thing. Yeah. It's very similar to that relationship. Yeah. Very similar. And uh, a little less broody, hateful Batman. Oh, man. One of the best scenes for me was when uh, we got Wonder Woman showing up and she's got poor Batman in the lasso of truth. And he says something like, I don't even know why I fight crime. I should be giving my money away or something like that. He's like, he's like, my ego is too big to thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's I like, loved that. why did I say that? And he's I like love. desperately trying to untie it and get it off of him. All while he's muttering dialogue, like, you know, I should, I should just be giving my way. I should be feeding the hungry. You know, I should be helping the police force with better, better materials. Like, no, but I, I run around in a cape and in a mask. <laughs> and I think it should be said, Ben Affleck was a great Batman. 
Yeah, he was. And all the appearances that he's made at this yeah. point, uh, he did a great job, and I enjoyed him a lot. I did too. I did too. Because I'm assuming this will definitely be the last time that we see him, right? Yeah, I would assume so. Um, I think he's talked with Gunn about maybe directing one day, but right. But I would say this is the last outing of Batfleck. And I feel like uh, that's I've also something it. that we've heard multiple times from him. Like that's my last Batman. That's my last yeah. Batman. But then he keeps showing up, which is good. But yeah, which is great. You, you never know. And Alfred, it was great to see Alfred and Jeremy this. Irons. Yeah. Um. And Gal Gadot mm -hmm. uh, in her little bit. I know she had a lot cut, and uh, they straight cut Cavill, which, you know, sucks. I mean, but it, that's neither here nor there. Um, we are in a new era, and I, I think that if this is the end of that whole universe, it also created this aspect of, oh, there are multiverses out there. Mm -hmm. So this one can end. Yeah for us to see in the theaters and stuff. And we can go on to this James Gunn. I Which mean, I, I hope will be refreshing yes. and consistent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's hope. Let's, let's hope. Um, but as a, as a movie, I thought the action was great. I thought all the fight scenes were cool. Um, all the, the, the stakes, whenever there were stakes, they were, they were high. A lot of people have complained about the CG. Yeah. And I can see it. Like yeah. some of it looked a little rubbery, I guess. Um, it looked a little I, bit uh, Matrix 1. Like when he was in the little, what do you call it? The Chrono Dome or Chrono the, Dome. whatever it was. Yeah. The, he was in the, the Speed Force, basically, yeah. whatever. Reversing time, like the, all of the characters around him, you could tell they were very clearly CG. Very. Uh, but, you know whatever and that I, might have I, been what they were going for with that i was thinking more of like saving the babies and the dog and yeah. all that like a lot of clear cgi yeah the babies looked a little funny and, and so i, I, was, I, I guess i kind of wanted to be like if you wanted <laughs> if you wanted more realism there you might have a problem i mean what are they gonna do put a real baby in a yeah, real they're microwave gonna, they're gonna dangle babies by, by wires and stuff i was and, that whole sequence was uh, made me very uncomfortable and nervous. <laughs> I was like really on edge with the babies falling out of I was the sky. Like, are I did they not like kill that. babies like in the opening scene. Are we really doing this? I was a little worried. Uh, <laughs> but I did love though it was around the beginning when he was doing his little pose and he would take off running and the camera sort of like followed. It was almost like you were seeing what he would see, like mm -hmm. everything blurring by. I loved those shots. It made me those almost feel cool. like I was uh, like uh, riding a motion ride, like a 3D. Yeah. So I'm sure th if you saw it in 3D, it looked really cool right there. Oh, that would probably have been really cool. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed, as I said, Sasha Cali, the addition of Supergirl, not Superman. Because yes. yep. um, we we knew since Muschietti dropped the video of him telling her she got the part that she was going to be in it. Um and she was one of those where, like, unless you just happen to watch the few things that she had done, like, she was a new face to a lot of people in this part. Like, a yeah, lot, I of, didn't a lot of people didn't know her. her name. And I, I like that. Like, if you're going to give me, I think we, we need to get to the days of if we're going to continue this, this 
superhero world, uh, maybe we should start looking for the newer faces instead of the people we've already seen in other Hollywood films. She's only 27. Yeah. And I think she was great. Her intensity in her eyes was really good. Um, her fight moments, her and her, the moment where Zod and the return of, of Shannon as mm-hmm. Zod, that was really yeah. cool to have them back. The actual, I don't, the, the giant was clearly not the same guy because they kept his mask on the whole time, basically yeah. saying like, it's not him, yeah. but the girl and Zod being back from Man of Steel, that was really cool. Kind of cool that that was like the first chapter of mm-hmm. the DCEU. And now mm-hmm. with this being the closing chapter of this, you know, mm-hmm. era of it or whatever you want to call it, that it ends with them coming yeah. back and the same. with the beginning. Of, yeah, that's cool. That's really cool how they did that. Um, I liked their, their entrance of uh, in the, in the Marvel universe, it's called a, a, um, a something point, like an absolute point. And in this movie, they talked about like, there's this, there's a fulcrum, like a center when he's explaining with the spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And the center part is what always has to happen. What happens in every universe, what happens in every timeline, no matter what it is. So like there were moments like this has to happen. No matter how many times you try to fix it, this has to happen at this point in the universe. Batman has to die. His Batman yeah. has to die no matter what. This universe has to be destroyed by Zod. It doesn't matter. We can go back and go back and go back. And I liked that kind of play on, I don't think it was Savitar, but it kind of had a Savitar feel that like that flash became this black flash, this like monstrous. He's the flash that kept trying. I think his official name is just dark flash. According to what I'm seeing. Um, And it had a Savitar build look is what it made me think of. And the same idea of like going back and trying over and mm-hmm. over and over and over again to change something and being unsuccessful mm-hmm. changes a person. Yeah. So I, could, I pretty much figured out right away when the younger Barry got that first little thing stuck in yes. his shoulder. I was like, that's oh, what okay. I did too. I was like, oh, here we go. He's this the is... monster that attacked him. Oh, yeah. okay. But I, I did like that. Expecting the whole time that he was going to just be reverse flash because he was wearing the yellow the mm-hmm. whole time. I think they were trying to telegraph that just to yeah. lead you yeah. one way. Um, I thought it was, uh, there were so many Easter eggs to that. Like, oh, is he reverse flash? Is he zoom? Is he Savitar? Like this whole, like the alt, the mega duck to Darkwing duck, the, you know, like, oh man, he's going to create his own villain. And it's, it, it's very differently. And especially if you're a fan of the flash show, there were a lot of, you know, parallel lines to some of the stories they told, which I thought was wonder really cool. uh, why there was no like in a world where we've got cameos of all these other people, why there's no Grant Gustin little cameo anywhere. I know we got an Ezra cameo in, in the Flash Grant a show years ago. So. Yeah. Which, by um, the way, are you speaking of since we're talking about the Flash? Did you have you finished the series? I have not. I did. I don't like to finish things, man. <laughs> Yeah. Then it's over. I mean, I know it wasn't very great the last three or four seasons, but Mm -mm. finishing things, man, like I'm just like, then it's really over. 
than like I was very underwhelmed. That's what I've heard. Ending. I've heard Just it was like, very underwhelming. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. Yeah. I kind of think that uh and also those are that's a whole other movement I've seen on social media is the fact that there were people just still so fumed about the fact that the shows weren't also in the movies. So like Oliver wasn't in the movies. Grant Gustin's flash wasn't in the movies too, that it wasn't all cohesive. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. It sucks. I would rather have them in the movies as well. Like I like Grant's better than Ezra's as well, but it is what it is. If you're going to boycott a movie because of that, like if we boycotted everything because of little disagreements or something we didn't agree with, I mean, my God, I'd never go to a Tennessee game again. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I was like, well, he didn't call the play. I, I wanted him to call and they lost the game. I'm never going again. It just sounds crazy saying it that way. <laughs> um, I also uh, really enjoyed the differentiation in the berries. The young Barry, all whoa, you know, and and Ezra did play those two very differently, very well. And it also told that story of like Ezra's grown up, like not Ezra, but Barry has grown up when Barry's turning to younger Barry and saying like, will you chill out? Like, will you stop? That shows a maturity in that Barry kind of like because he's been with the Justice League because he's he's grown up some. And it also shows the different worlds they came from as that Barry had to grow up quick because his mom was murdered and his dad's in jail. Mm-hmm. This Barry didn't have to grow up and he is immature because he had right. a great life. Yep. So I think that they, they played that out really well. But still ended up a hero in the end mm-hmm. because he made that sacrifice mm-hmm. to end the wonky timeline or whatever was yeah. going on with uh, Dark Flash. So. Yeah, uh, they told a great story overall. I think so too. So, and like we said, um, you know, at the very end, <laughs> the Bruce Wayne we ended up with was freaking George Clooney. Because <laughs> the what? second we heard it on the phone, we were like, that's not Ben Affleck's voice. Oh, man. Imagine if that is like just sort of like a big F you from the from the filmmakers or whatever like oh you know people haven't enjoyed the dc like secretly like criticizing secretly how like about schumacher this? has been a friend of mine for my entire life how so i'm gonna you? give a big middle finger to all of you at the end of this we're ending this entire franchise on a middle finger george clooney because we know you hate him so much <laughs> that had to be it i popped man i thought <laughs> i thought it was so cool <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, you know, like a new Batman or someone we've never seen before. <laughs> or Imagine like, if it had or, been Christian Bale. Oh. I, but I, you know what? I, I think I like it better with George Clooney. Here's why. The Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. did such a good job of standing alone. Yes. It was Batman only. There was no talk of Superman. There was no outside anything. There was, was no talk of Batman. Robin or Batgirl. Right. <laughs> like, so I think that would have changed that perception a little bit for me personally. I don't know if anybody yeah, else. No, no, no. It, it so would've... 
with it, I, I like to consider that whole thing just separate. Now, would yeah. have been would it have been cool to see him? Yeah, but I would have been, been a, like, oh, it'd have no. been a pop. It'd have been a great. So pop. the George Clooney thing, I think, works a little better for me personally. I thought it would have been cool if it were, uh, especially if we're not going anywhere else with it. I thought it'd been funny it. if it were like Troy Baker. Yeah, but would people actor. would people know who it was, or would it matter? True fans would have. Sure, true fans would have. And be like, oh, he voiced the Batman and Joker, you know. So like, or if it would have been something crazy, like I don't know, Jim Carrey or Jack Nicholson or, or you know, someone who was something else in a Batman universe, but in this one, he's Bruce Wayne. Or if it was freaking Chris Chris O'Donnell. Oh, that would have been cool <laughs> as Bruce Wayne instead. Yeah, that would have been cool. Would have been funny. <laughs> just like what could have been i was just like my god this is what we're ending it on i just wish that they that they had been able to go completely all out like that like have everyone that they could get mm. and for all we know maybe they did and it just didn't make the cut or people said no or whatever but like yeah bring in chris o'donnell let's see alicia silverstone mm-hmm. hey let's see uh uma thurman and like everybody you know yeah let's see you know Anyone who's alive from the older stuff. It would have been. I mean, the little offshoot they did of dialogue from Adam West. Mm-hmm. This has the Joker written all over it. <laughs> Romero's laugh. I was like, that was that was awesome. That I was really that. cool. Um, but like we said, we got to finally see Nick Cage, man. It was very CG, very telling that it was CG. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't think you could put today's nick cage in an actual superman setting to make it look good (laughs) you know so i I thought that was it's we got a lot of great nods to tim burton's world universe the music yes they brought back the music from Mm -hmm. the uh keaton batman i love that that really made a huge uh difference we knew that kilmer couldn't do it yeah but we couldn't see his batman but they literally you know, paid homage and paid respect to the history of Batman mm-hmm. and not just Batman, but Superman, you know, with Supergirl and with seeing Cage and with seeing the first Superman from the black and white era. The so they really did a good job of saying, like, if it wasn't for these guys walked so we could run. Yeah. And I thought that those last 20 minutes of the movie really played that really well. Yeah, I enjoyed that whole It might have been my favorite moment of the movie. It might it might have been for me too. Uh there was also a really cool movie where like their heels meet when they're fighting and they do that cross thing. There that was really cool too. All I thought that all of the flash like running Mm -hmm. sequences, other than maybe the CGI faces looking a little wonky or whatever mm-hmm. i can look past it because yeah. uh i thought the rest of it looked really cool the yeah. different colors of the lightning and the all of it i, yeah. I loved it Enjoyed i will that. definitely when they do put it on streaming i will definitely watch it again well, well and, I, and i also think that they did really well with the mother with the the sadness of it mm-hmm. the having to the scene because when he says the grocery store this has to happen or we don't yeah just like in Spider-Verse when they say, you know, everyone has to sacrifice. An Uncle Ben dies or an uncle dies or a 
girlfriend dies. Like this is yeah. what creates us. Yeah. It has to happen. This is our absolute point. So, but yeah, when he's like hugging her and she doesn't know, and you kind of get this feeling when she looks at him, like, does she kind of see her boy? You think? And think like, huh. I think she's she's startled and taken aback by the fact that this guy looks just like my son. Mm-hmm. That well, that kid really did look like I would believe yeah. that he was the young. Ezra yeah, Miller, they casted young Barry well. Uh, so I think she was taken aback, but I don't think that she knew like, yes, this is him. Mm-hmm. Because like, oh, someone told you, oh, your kid's a time traveling superhero, whatever. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, whatever. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, my, my family would be like, "You're talking about Nolan, right?" Because <laughs> surely you ain't talking about Tyler. I don't he'd know. Have I to, he'd have to get up from his nap to to be a superhero. Nolan would become some sort of villain, I think. Though he'd be like an evil scientist. He'd, he'd be he'd be the villain that's trying to make the world better. Yeah, he'd be the villain that you're like, okay. He'd I be like it. the Thanos. Yeah, like, I get it. You might be going no, down to the wrong Nolan way. was right. Nolan was right. Absolutely. Nolan's always like 99.9% of the time. He's right. So, but I enjoyed the movie. I mean, if you hated it, you know, it's your feelings. Uh, if you liked it, if you hated it, no matter what it is, let us know. We'd love to chat with you. Um, and I know that there are a lot of other fantastic podcasts doing discussions about this, like beyond the fandom and three fat nerds and, uh, Ocho Dura Parley hour and, and captioned life. They're all, all great, amazing podcasts and stuff, uh, doing breakdowns. So, uh, go check those out too. Um, any final thoughts on the flash juice? Um, I think everyone should give it a shot yeah. because if you're a fan of the old nineties, Michael Keaton Batman mm. movies that we grew up on and you're a fan of the flash and, and all that stuff. Hey, check it out. Cause, uh, cause there were some, cl- there was some also and clear pulling from the animated movie too. Hopefully if you haven't seen it, you haven't been listening to this cause we just spoiled everything. So. <laughs> we did. Sorry. Yeah, except for that part where they also crossed over with, uh, uh, X-Men and Hugh Jackman showed up. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. 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 So, that was we'll that was talk crazy. about that when Deadpool 3 comes out. Sure. Well, nerds and nerdettes, um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will be back with you next week. We're going to, to do a little fourth of July celebration. We're gonna be talking about Independence Day. Um, so uh be on the lookout for that. Uh and if you have not seen Independence Day, you've lived under a rock. Uh you should check it out. Will Smith, Bill Pullman. Jeff, uh, uh, Goldblum's in it. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's it's one of my it's one of Brent my go-to. Spiner too from Star Trek. It's one of my go-to like not feel good movies, but like if I'm having a bad day or if I feel down, like I have a handful of movies like Twister, Independence Day, Lake Placid, Jaws. Wow. Uh, yeah, really weird. What? So Maddie pointed that out the other day. Maddie was like, "You're kind of like comfort movies are disasters." Like bad things happen in your comfort movies. I was like, yeah, they. It is. Just makes you feel better about your own life. Yeah, that's what I said. I said it makes me feel better about my life. (laughs) You know, because I could be 
being attacked by a giant crocodile or a tornado or by a shark <laughs> by a shark so things could be worse um but definitely check out this movie uh and be on the lookout for the independence day episode coming up uh next and uh if you let if you hated the movie if you liked it let us know why and do not forget if you can make it fanboy expo Knoxville, Tennessee, July 7th through the 9th. We will be there. You should be too, because all the stars are going to be, and we would be excited to meet you. And also a big thank you to our sponsors. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you you cast your pod. You can find us all over the internet. So follow us, subscribe to us, check us out, and uh, thank you for tuning in. And as always, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and cheers to you. There once were two dudes who met back in college. Nobody loved pop culture more. So they started a podcast to talk all about it, and 30 and nerdy was born. Oh, 30 and nerdy was born. You might hear them chat about shows like The Witcher, or movies like Lord of the Rings. And if Josh has to choose, he is loyal to Marvel, while Tyler goes more for DC. Yes, Tyler goes more for DC. Now come, come, one and all. Nerd up or shut up, just answer the call to be part of our journey into magical worlds. Join us and cheers to ya nerds. Join us and cheers to ya nerds. Boo, boo, right. boo, 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 ka